Welcome back to No Wheel Knowledge. This weekend, Amy and I discuss Austin. Circuit of the Americas and Danny Rick's second home is back, and it did not disappoint. We did get a little bit stuck on the off-track action, but as the race itself went smoothly, there isn't much to miss. As I am American, I was able to provide some of the insides as to this absolute whirlwind of a weekend. So we hope you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. back to no wheel knowledge this week amy and i are talking about coda we are what a race yeah. what, what, what a race what a race what a week <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah we're we're recording this the friday after coda so we also have some stuff to discuss as to what's gone down since then and then directly after recording i'm watching fp1 let's talk about pre-race weekend stuff since we did have a week off as we jump into things first and foremost special helmets half the grid had a special helmet any any standouts daniels mm-hmm. i quite like daniels the talladega nights one did you have any that you really really liked um mix i think mix was i was great. gonna say mix as well actually I, I love the tribute to his sister. Thank you. He, I think he's the first to do something like that. And Sebs. Sebs, okay. Sebs is so cute. Wait, remind me about Sebs. It had like golden shimmery stripes on oh. it and peace and love. Sorry, I remember. Yeah, that one yeah. I liked as well. 100%. Yeah, that one was really nice. The rest of them were just like variations on the usual thing. Oh, and yeah. Estes fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> That was cool. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. He's such a nerd. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we got that. We also got Blonde Alex. Oh, yes. And the press conference with <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> Lewis losing his mind. <laughs> we also got so much content out of McLaren. All mm. the challenges that they did this week and the, the, the drive challenge. It was like an overload of McLaren content. <laughs> it was an overload. And the challenge that they did in the paddock with Lily and the golfing yeah. stuff. That one was also cool. Lando won, by the way. Lando, by like a big margin. Yeah. And Alex came second. But apparently oh. he had like loads of practice. Lando golfs far too That's much. True. He's almost more of a golfer by this yeah. point. I mean, Danny did come in on a horse. So that kind of set the tone. <laughs> it really did. I was like watching it with a friend who's only seen a few races and stuff, and she mm-hmm. just could not understand why he was there on a horse, and I didn't quite know how to explain it. <laughs> it's it's a long time inside well, joke at this point. It's just like it just happens, okay? <laughs> you you don't question a lot of the things no, no, that no. Daniel does. You don't you just you just move. You don't question. Yeah. You just let it happen. Then the big one kind of big it really got overshadowed by the rest of the stuff that was going on Haas have a new title sponsor for next year I didn't even realize yeah they have a new title sponsor and I hate it what is it is it the stars that was just for Coda that was them being you know we're an American team their title sponsor is the app MoneyGram really I never heard of it yeah so next year they're gonna be called MoneyGram Haas F1 wait what they're changing the whole name sorry boy rewind what (laughs) okay i didn't like it that sounds gross i agree american company american race team you know they have to change the name though 
just because they invested that much money. As much as I hate on Red Bull, at least Red Bull have a sick title sponsor. That's true. In the name, like Oracle Red Bull Racing. That's that. It sounds good. It's like money grab. (laughs) 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 It's not good. I didn't vibe with that. I'm not. I'm not using it. It's hard. No, it's just hard. We had also Williams have a driver announcement. And they named Logan Sargent as their driver for next year, as long as he gets the points necessary to get his super license. So that means two more FP1 sessions that he completes fully and doesn't crash. He finishes P6 or above in F2. The F2 one is pretty certain. However, not crashing in either FP1 session that he does, not as certain. I have thoughts on Logan Sargent. The more I read on Twitter, the more I was afraid. Yeah. So I don't know if what I'm reading is true, but if I'm reading stuff that's true, then... Mm. There's screenshots and stuff. Um, okay. And I, I do want to preface that, like, obviously Logan is not not his parents, and he is not yeah. the company that his parents represent, yeah. but the ties still matter. It can be reflective of what he actually thinks, but we don't know that. He hasn't made a lot of these statements himself. Um, But just for anyone who doesn't know, Logan's family has ties with the Trump administration, is was found partially responsible in a lot of the scandals surrounding Ukraine. So they, they got sued for it. Um, I don't remember how much money they lost, but beyond that, Logan has tweeted COVID denier stuff. Mm. Liked. He hasn't tweeted himself. He's liked stuff. And he's yeah. also liked things about Trump, and Trump. especially during the impeachment oh. um, that was pro-Trump and he's actually the one that really gets me is he has a post from when he won a race I think it was an F3 that's captioned with make America great again and I'm just like yeah it was that kind of stuff I was reading and I was a bit like I don't want to judge someone I don't know at all but at the same time like it's getting harder and harder the more I scroll it's just (laughs) x x x here everywhere yeah they're everywhere I don't know f1 makes him better but it'll probably make him worse (laughs) see that's that's kind of what what I've come down to as well I fully understand the desire to have an American driver. No, in F1. no, I get it. No. And before, yeah, I think we've also talked about Logan before when we were doing our up and coming yeah. drivers episode. And back then, I wasn't aware of a lot of this stuff. When we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, if Logan gets in, I'll be thoroughly thrilled. Not anymore. Mm. Not yes. anymore. I wouldn't be upset if it went to someone else. And that sounds really horrible. Mm. But, like, at the moment, I haven't seen yeah. anything to convince me that he's changed yeah. from those views. Like he still has the post up, but it hasn't changed the caption. And- exactly. And on top of that, like there's three drivers that I can think of that are exactly, more exactly more deserving of that seat. That's what than I'm he thinking. Is. Yeah, I agree. I Just know. like purely on like race like track merit. Yeah. Like on merit. Yeah. 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 Not like, even yes, thinking he's- about personality. Yeah, like yeah. he he is he's good in the car. He's fast in the F two car, but he's also a rookie. He's a rookie in F two. It's his first year in F two. He must be bringing in so much money. I think. I mean, he comes from a very wealthy family. A but very wealthy family. The the one the driver I immediately think of obviously is Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, no. So I was I genuinely thought it was going to be Daniel and Alex, which I thought mm. would be. That'd be a fun duo. I think it'd be so much fun. Imagine the, like, um, what they call, like, the stuff they do outside the track. What are they called? Like, 
media duties? Yeah, media. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. It would be so good. Especially with Alex's hatred yeah. of media duties. Exactly. I feel like they bring out the best in each other. It looks like Danny's taking a reserve role for next year. With Mercedes, but right? I think so, but, but at the moment, nothing's been confirmed, I don't think. Oh, is that just a big fat rumor? It's a huge rumor. Okay. Um, I think Ted was also floating the rumor that he was going back to Red Bull for a reserve. Really? Mm. But no one knows anything for certain. And the theorizing only gets more complicated because Toto was posted wearing Danny's merch. Also, with Lewis saying like today that he doesn't, he wants to sign like a multi-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, so I'm very excited. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make things great if you're obviously a reserve driver. But like, my heart is with Lewis. I'm afraid like slightly over Daniel. I rather Daniel went somewhere else and like had the chance to race. And Lewis stayed. I don't want Lewis to leave. <laughs> so I'm yeah, to get. yeah, me too. Me we too. need Lewis. So Williams announced Logan. And what's almost worse is that they've said that they don't have a backup plan at all. Yeah, who announces that though? <laughs> Who's I, just like, I, I have no they, backup plan. <laughs> I think they asked, someone asked Dios Capito literally yesterday or the day before. They were like, so what if, what if Logan doesn't get P6 or above the F2? And he was like, Really? What the hell? I love how, like, didn't Antonio Giovinazzi do, like, a test and, like, crash the car or something? Yeah, okay. So, that's actually the perfect segue (laughs) into actual race stuff. Too Um, good. It's too good. Because in FP1, we had five drivers testing. Five. So, that was um, Logan in the Williams, Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Schwartzman in Charles's Ferrari, Teo Porcher in Bottas's Alfa Romeo, Mm-hmm. Alex Pillow in Danny's McLaren, and then we had Giovinazzi testing for Haas in Magnussen's car, but it doesn't count as a young driver's test because he has racing experience, obviously. Um, and something that Alfa Romeo did that was absolutely genius. Yeah. They convinced the FIA that Guan Yu's first FP1 counted as a young driver's test because he'd never been in the F1 car before. It's that is so the, the, smart. Big brain. Big, big brain. brain energy. <laughs> big brain. So I think a lot of teams are actually gonna be taking from that and being like, you know what? Why why sacrifice or why sacrifice time for a young driver's test when you put a rookie in the car? But yeah, uh three laps into FP1 and Giovanassi was in the wall. <laughs> I'll never get over it. I'll... I mood. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do have to I do have to give him credit though. Even I asked him personally. I was like, what's the biggest difference? I asked him personally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, casually. Louder um, for the people in the back. Because <laughs> I, I asked him, I was like, what, what's been the biggest difference? He's like, everything. Everything is different. So I get it, was, no. I'm not laughing at him. I hope I'm laughing with him. Yeah, I hope like, so. I hope so. I, I, it was just the way I turned on the TV and that was happening. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> not good. But I think it's also another point to prove against. I, I have, I have... I want to have a chat with Gunter Steiner. We all want to have a chat with him. The way he is currently slandering Mick. It's terrible. I'm ready to throw hands. Past, like, being funny or, like, you know, on the edge. It's actually bad now. I don't want Mick to stay there. I don't want him to stay. Mick to Audi 2026. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I... It was a weird Hunger Games thing. (laughs) That w- that was very strange. I don't know. No. In the rest of FP1, it was essentially a fairly chill 
session. Lewis was doing some arrow testing. Um, and besides that, they were discussing engine penalties that were incoming. That was essentially it. Oh, and like Alex Pillow. So for anyone who doesn't know who Alex Pillow is, Alex Pillow won the IndyCar championship last year. He was the one having the, the shit show with like McLaren and, and his his divorce with Chip Ganassi and all of that. <laughs> um, he, he was involved in all of that. But he was trying, people were, they were watching him like do his testing and they were like, he's trying to drive this car like an Indy car. He's going to find out fairly soon that that's not possible. Yeah. Because an Indy car, they pit so many times throughout a race that they don't do, they do very little tire management. And Alex was just pushing. The entire session and they were like, you, okay. you can't do that alex <laughs> yeah okay but it's so different right i feel like mm. it's this not easy like even for like german Nazi and stuff like you said yeah you only get one chance and it's, you should probably give them a bit longer yeah. in the car yeah. so it was but the rest of the rookies had a great time everyone was thrilled you could see Who it on their faces there? there was one that was american Wait, which is the one that was like genuinely ecstatic? One of them was. That was probably Alex. One of them was like literally go out of the car and I thought they were going to cry. They looked so happy. That was either Alex or Teo. She had brown hair. Both of them had brown hair. Quite tall. That's Teo. Teo's the tall one. Teo's very tall. He was so cute. He looks like a kid at Christmas. He, listen, he's been. He's also. I think he's the youngest F2 race winner. Really? Um, yeah, he won Monaco at 17. He He's having a grand old time. I'm glad that he's having so much fun. Same. Yeah. Then for FP2, they actually did a tire testing session for 90 minutes. I did not watch the last half of it because I oh, passed no. out. Um, oh, yeah. We were both so tired. It was so late. <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> Good for you. But besides, there was there was nothing super interesting because it was tire testing. Um, what was funky though was they were talking about how none of the drivers know what kind of tire they're on so they're doing it's a essentially a double blind test and these tires they warmed up to only 50 degrees rather than the 75 degrees that they warm them up to right now okay fp3 um so the next day mercedes had brought in a new wing yes which yeah. they had submitted the CAD designs to the FIA beforehand and had gotten everything approved. But then some of the other teams saw the wing and protested it, and it was marked as illegal. And the FIA were like, yeah, no, you can't can't use Funny that wing. Funny that. Funny that. Mm. The, the, the wing was illegal despite previous approval. Then we... The, the general session was fairly chill. We had some more penalties announced. Turned out AlphaTauri broke their curfew the previous night doing stuff. And Mick had gearbox issues during FP3, but that was that was literally it. Yep. On to qualifying. Just to clarify, we have three or four penalties. Um, we had Charles with a 10-place penalty. That was new ICE and new turbocharger. Alonzo with a five-place penalty. And Checo with a five-place penalty. Oh, and then after that evening Charles? um oh, yeah yeah you said after that um the after qualifying Ocon got a pit lane penalty because they replaced his his engine yep um first session of qualifying nothing super special Mick spun which is why he didn't he didn't get out of Q1 um 
So knocked out in Q1, Magnuson, Danny, Ocon, Mick, and Latifi. Second session, there were some track limits coming into play, but besides that, nothing crazy. Um, knocked out in Q2 were Alex, Seb, Pierre, Guan Yu, and Yuki. So we had both Alfa Romeos in top 10. Initially, they were in both in top 10, and then Guan Yu got track limits. And then after Q3, with no penalties applied, the results were Carlos, Charles, Max, Checo, Lewis, George, Lance, Lando, Fernando, Valtteri. Those are the top 10 without penalties. And so with penalties applied, Charles fell back to 12th. Guan Yu fell to 18th. Oh, Yuki actually got a mechanical penalty after the session as well. So he fell to 19th and Checo went to 9th. For the listeners, Polina worked it out, the penalties, so fast. Like, I turned to my friend and I was like, it'll probably take, you know, half an hour for me to work out the penalties. And I got a message from Polina, like, two minutes after, like, the whole thing had ended. But it's like, before penalties, after penalties. Like, I was so, I boasted about you. I was like, yeah, that's my friend. Formula One friend and oh my god she's so smart and they everyone was in awe at your notebook I had like three people over and we were all like looking at your notebook like this queen but yeah that's I'm what obsessed. everyone needs to know thank you yeah but after qualifying Guan Yu got an additional penalty on top of his yeah there were so many penalties for him it was, I it swear was, it was a weird one <sighs> but also Saturday uh Dietrich Mateschitz passed away so while everyone at Red Bull um, was claiming to be deeply affected in mourning the entire weekend. We'll get back to that. It was... Mm, they, they they claimed to be so deeply affected that they couldn't look at the, the, the penalty of the cost cap. The FIA delayed the cost cap penalty. It was too, too much. Too suspicious. Much. Very suspicious. Yeah, Dietrich Mateschitz passed away. A lot of people are talking about what's going to happen with Red Bull because he was the guy that had Red Bull invest in so many motorsports and things like that. And if we have new ownership, things might change. Isn't it his um, daughter now, maybe? I think it's his daughter, but I know very little about yes, the Yes, it family. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. If she's not interested in motorsports in any way, she does have the authority to completely pull out. Imagine. What a what a change that would What would be. happen? I don't even know. I don't know. Apocalypse. Alpha Tauri might remain because they are now... Alpha Tauri rather than... Imagine if she just pulled the plug. Like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, I bet she won't. I think it has a lot of money in it, though, because they won the yeah. won the championships. I love the air quotes. Yep. Sorry. I, have yep. to... I had this talk with Lena as well, and she was like, well, for a lot of people in these positions of power, the profit doesn't matter. When Dietrich Mateschitz invested, I think he was losing a lot of money. Really? <laughs> by buying okay. these teams, yeah. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's turned a profit. But if she's running, uh, yeah, How is, first of all, is it worth it? Second of all, if you're not at all emotionally invested in it, then... That's true. That's as the true. CEO of a large company or as the owner of a massive company, there's no, there's no point. But I don't think anything is going to change before at least 2024, if something no, changes. Same. There were a couple of really fun segments. I really enjoyed. They did a, a little Ferrari challenge with Rachel Brooks and Simon. I like that one. That one was yeah. fun. I loved how terrified Simon was and how f- much fun Rachel was having. <laughs> really. Yeah, like, difference. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, 
They had Andretti, Tustin, and McLaren with Zach Brown, which was really, really cool. Andretti, he's now the oldest person to have ever driven a Formula One car. He's 82. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a cool guy. And then they also did a little thing where uh, Anthony Davidson interviewed our favorite impressionist, Connor Moore. Oh, my God. Have you seen the bit with, like, Carlos? Yeah. And- <laughs> It was like when worlds collide. Like <laughs> it was so weird. But it was so funny. He's so good though, right? Like he really He's really good. I'm I love that so many teams got in on it. Like, yeah. like Mercedes got him to impersonate George I and like, post videos with it. Like that nobody was weird about it. Like it was like no. we're all doing it. Imagine having the skill that you can do that and it gets you into the F one paddock. That's it's really cool. It's really it's cool. So, so cool. Shout out to Connor Moore. He's dope. And then we get on to race stuff. Um, so for our listeners, uh, a little funky story. I We had people over at my place to watch Coda. So there were four of us watching the race <laughs> together. We had a drinking game for Coda, which was thoroughly entertaining. Um, so I did not actually take down any notes when watching the race the first time. It was much more emotional. Wait, what was the drinking game? What was the game? Three categories. Take a shot, take a sip, or finish your drink. Okay. Take a shot when there's a five-second penalty for a Red Bull or Alpha Tauri. Specifically Red Bull or Alpha Tauri. Okay. When a driver DNFs. Mm-hmm. When a teammate passes a teammate. When there's a virtual safety car or a safety car. And when you hear, Charles, we go plan, insert letter here. Or Charles says, consider, plan, I love insert it. insert letter here. Okay. For take a sip... When someone says they're focusing on the rest of the season, when Haas directly pandered to Americans, so this was, um, this is this includes delivery. So every time we saw delivery, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. Um, if we get a Ferrari or a Red Bull close up and take two sips, if it's specifically Christian Horner or Mattia Benotto, oh. when someone mentions track limits, when there's a sub two point five second pit stop. Oh, we actually moved that one to the shots category. We did shots with a sub 2.5 second pit stops. Take a sip when there's a five second penalty for anyone who's not in a Red Bull or an Alpha Tauri, because we know the FIA has double standards. And uh, take a sip for each light until they go out. And then finally, finish your drink if we get a red flag, someone crashes during a safety car, there's a DNF due to a mechanical failure or a Red Bull 1 2, which none of these things actually ended up happening. You should make it into like an actual game that you can buy F1 drinking. I I think there's people who've done that. There's, yeah. It's a good I, idea. I saw, I saw some stuff on Reddit when I was looking for stuff to add to the list. Oh, okay. I feel yeah. like the teams could sell it as merch. That'd be oh, so they, cool. They definitely could and they'd make a lot of money. A lot of money. That'd be loads of people's Christmas presents, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, so watching the race the first time through, I... Not this a lot. Was, this was not <laughs> happening. Instead, I was thoroughly emotionally invested, and we, by the end of the race, as you saw, um, started pulling out incense and started speeching the TV. It was hard to tell my friends, like, this is the same person who was doing all the calculations. (laughs) I was like, they're very, like, you know, not (laughs) one-dimensional. Yeah, I was I was the one behind the camera. Too. I love it. My roommate I love and it. My good friends were going at it. With the I same. wish it would worked. The thing is that our friend brought 
uh, their her boyfriend with her. Oh, really? <laughs> and it was his first time ever watching a Formula really? One Really? That's quite a good race to start with. It was a good race to start with. No. And um, when they walked in, I was like, I have, if you would like, I have merch you guys can wear while watching the race. I made them wear merch too. What, what's the problem? reached for my pink bucket hat and he was like, I'll take this. <laughs> I love him. I love him. What's so, his name? Alex. Alex, shout out yeah, to Alex. Yeah. Alex had a, I think Alex had a good time watching good. his first Formula One race with us. But I ended up re-watching it to actually take notes, just to keep everything fresh. And the first the first thing, Mercedes of fixing Lewis's brakes on the grid. I was stressful. so stressed. It was very stressful. But they fixed it and they handled it and that was that. They 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 did very well. Race starts. Immediately action. It was very stressful, and George has now been labeled a war criminal. <laughs> kind of rightly so as well. It's very much like a turn one lap yeah. one race incident. It's just because he's been doing it a lot. Yeah, it's he's been racking it up. So George taps Carlos. Carlos spins, does, and finish. Carlos finishes the lap and then comes into the pits because he had a water leakage as a result of contact. But have you seen that video which is like... Carlos getting out of the car and he just sounds so deflated. He sounds like he's crying. That's what makes me a bit like George. If it, if it, if, I don't know. I just he sounded so low, and I was like, oh, I know that they probably didn't have the pace anyway to win, but like it was just so like podium at least. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was. It was. It, it was definitely hard to watch. But due to that, Max gets up to first. Checo and Valtteri immediately start having battles on track, and somehow we get Stroll in P3 and Seb in P5. It was a fever dream. That that was truly a fever dream. I was sitting there watching this, being like, "Are we back to like the pink Mercedes days? Is that what is that?" Lance Stroll has just been on it recently. I swear, he has been. So I think he's like awoken in him. He's like ascending. Like he's literally like Lance Stroll <laughs> 2.0. I swear, he's like actually like. On it at the moment. I think people forget that he has pole position. I th- that people being me, like I always forget. I always actually like you know, is he a paid driver? I don't know. He okay. A nepotism driver. <laughs> I saw a tweet earlier today that I I, I highly agree with, and this is probably going to be a very unpopular opinion. Lance is what people think Lando is, and Lando is what people think Lance is. You're asking a lot of me on Friday. <laughs> Wait. Lance is oh okay yeah I get it yeah I kind of do see that yeah yeah 100%. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let the listeners figure that one out for themselves I mean I, I won't go into depth but I, I think I agree with that tweet I agree that yeah in the meantime Charles got up to 10th from 12th Yuki was up to got up five places meanwhile Magnuson fell five places George got smacked with a five-second penalty for the incident with science. A lot of people thought it was too light of a penalty, but they, uh, the stewards literally wrote in the decision, they were like, taking into account that this was a turn one, lap mm. one incident. Lewis and Max started trading fastest sectors, and Lewis was staying with it. That was so exciting. Was my heart. Exciting. I, I lived. I was alive. I was breathing for once. My dad texted My dad tuned into the race like 10 laps, and he texted me. He's like, I turned on their TV, and this this feels like a flashback to last year. This is very familiar. And I'm like, it was, yeah. It, the way that the races are only good to me, and maybe this is just like a me thing, but it, when Lewis is up there competing for the win, the mm. race is just a completely different, like, 
experience is so like good to watch he makes it interesting yeah this was the first race in a long time where i was like i'm i don't know who's going to win today that's that's what i was looking for like that's the feeling i don't even care who it is it's just the feeling of i don't know who's gonna win yeah we had that for a little while meanwhile checo and seb were fighting it out but checo got past sebastian and alex and valtteri were fighting where valtteri got past then we had George and Lance fighting later on. And as usual, as we're watching all of that happen, we see Latifi's name go down the order. We had a Lando and Pierre battle for several laps. And then we get what started a lot of controversy post-race. Checo, when he was battling someone else earlier, I think it was Seb, tapped his front wing against them and his end plate you know, the end plate bits that are on the front wing fell off. You know, that was that. But Haas brought it up later and they started protesting Checo's result for... And lap 10 is when the pit stop started happening, which was very early. The sky people were predicting pit stops to happen like lap 14. Really? Okay. New. They started happening on lap 10. And since most people started on mediums, most people were going to hards. Lots of pit stops throughout laps 10 to 12. And then lap 13... Bono, bless his heart, comes on the radio and says three words that we haven't heard <laughs> in it's so not long. Funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. Okay. I literally felt like a part of me that had been dead mm-hmm. was resurrected. Yeah. Okay. I felt holy in that moment. I'm pretty sure our neighbors were, that's the moment that we started annoying our neighbors because everyone in our living room screamed. I, I was like, I literally was just like gripping the table, like, it's time. Tattoo it on me. Put it on my Please. forehead. <laughs> inject it in me. Like, I want to hear that every race now. Yes. It's been so long. It has been what so long. <laughs> it, it's been literally 12 months since Brazil. I'm just like, it was it was the best part of the race. And it, that was worth it. It just was worth that. it. It was very much worth it, 100%. and I, I will, I want to get back to this later when I talk about like post race stuff because they're we get that beautiful phrase. Then Lewis pits on lap thirteen. He falls to P six as a result of the pit stop, but the things sort themselves out. Um, lots and lots of pit stops. Everyone is falling back and forth, and as Lewis starts getting back up to P three as other people pit, we get a Suez battle. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is not the time, though. It was, however, like, Seb didn't put up that much of a fight. Yeah, no, like, no, he was respectful. Lewis, Lewis passed him fairly quickly, but it was just, it was just nice to see them, like, the old next God. to each other yeah. on the track again, like, old times. I know. And SD Bestie was fighting with his SD bestie. <laughs> with his yeah. bestie, with Mick, in the back. In right after that, we start getting, like, weird calls from the FI and they're like oh yeah there was this on track incident that we're going to investigate after the race specifically there were a couple between Lance and a couple other people before Lance's DNF Lance and Mick there was something to be investigated when Lance came out of the pits but then they just discarded it and never showed it again and I was like oh, okay yeah there's a lot of that like ghost stuff yeah um and around there is also where we start getting black and white flags for track limits People are having a good time. Lewis and the wind and Max and the wind. (laughs) As the pit stops are sorting themselves out, lap 18, we see a yellow flag. And I look at the little track map that they have and I'm following the little cars and the only car that isn't moving is Valtteri Bottas. 
poor man beached himself. And that's where Geo actually hit the wall, I'm pretty sure, too. Really? Or no. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. That was a different spot. Um, Latifi did spin later in the race in the same spot that Geo hit the wall. Latifi didn't put it into the wall, though. Uh, so yeah, Valtteri beached himself after losing the back end, and we get a safety car for the first time since 2015 in Austin. Drink, 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 drink. Yes, we, we had shots. At the point of the safety car, uh, we had seven people come into pit. Charles got his very cheap pit stop. So did Seb get his very cheap pit stop. And Lewis was complaining about his brakes during the safety car. Safety car ends three laps later. George and Charles are battling it out. Max and Lewis get away well, and Lewis escapes the Red Bull sandwich. And we also get Seb and Stroll. Aston Martin on Aston Martin action. Just to clarify, this is the restart order when the safety car comes in the first time. Max P1, Lewis P2, Checo P3, Charles P4, George P5, then Seb P6, Lance P7, Alonzo P8, Gasly P9, Yuki P10. That Just the top 10. Just keep those in mind. Those... Yeah. Ocon goes too deep into turn 11 in the first lap of the restart. And then we get a big shunt. A big one. That was fairly spooky to watch, actually. Is this I, the, I, um, yeah, yeah, Flying Alonso. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Flying Alonso. Apparently um, it was the same speed as like a jet. I think you sent me that. Yeah. It was, it was the same speed was like, as okay. a Boeing 747 yeah. when it takes off. That is literally insane. It's crazy. Alonzo goes into the back of Stroll. Alonzo goes flying. Stroll loses his wheel, spins, and thankfully no one actually T-bones him. He was in a spot to get smacked into. So he 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 was okay. They were both okay. Somehow Alonzo manages to drive away from the scene of the crime. He's insane. I have to say he's insane. He drove away, came into the pits, they put a new wing on him, and then he just went about his race as if nothing happened. Like It was so like, under the radar after that. Like he yeah. just got back into into his mojo. Yeah, it was, that was it. Um, Crazy. I had my dad also text me. He was like, Lance was so at fault for that when the yeah, that's what incident I initially thought, happened. Yeah. But I When you I rewatch it, though. When you rewatch I immediately texted my dad. I'm like, I don't think so. I think Alonso's... I think Alonso's I think it at was fault a bit, for this one. I think it was like 70-30. Lance did move late. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Yeah, but Alonso should be the one aware of that. It is on Alonso to make sure that he doesn't go yeah, to the back. Him. Lance is still ahead of him, you know. Lance has the racing line. Lance has he owns the corner, you know, yeah. owns the line at that moment in time. And Alonso, by not being careful enough to get out Move. of his way, yeah, it was a racing incident. Neither of them got any penalties. Um, so we get a ton of debris, another safety car, more shots for us. <laughs> and Guan, a lot of people actually end up having to pit because of the debris, including Guan Yu and Lando. We then get a Seb and George battle. And in the meantime, Pierre gets noted for a more than 10 car lengths behind the safety car penalty. He gets a five second penalty. However, I do, this is a big one. Um, Pierre got noted and got penalized for it. If you look at the onboards from all the other cars during the safety car, everyone else was also more than 10 car lengths behind the safety car. Out for Pierre. They're after Suzuka, they are out for Pierre. No, literally. EFIA shouldn't be as obvious as that. Like, come on, you guys aren't slick. They're so obvious. They think they're so like clever, but they're not. No. They're dumb. Yeah, Pierre got penalized. In the meantime, Max was complaining about having drivability issues and about the wind. So sad. Complaining as usual. 
Charles was gaining on Checo, and we had a bit of a DRS train forming behind Pierre. So it was Pierre, Yuki, Lando, and Mick in that DRS train. We get a, actually a really good Leclerc and Perez battle as they start outbreaking each other on lap 30, but eventually Charles gets passed. Checo complains, but nothing comes of it. As Gasly gets his five-second penalty for the safety car infringement, he ends up having to pit and all that. Um, I also noted something right there. I was like, whenever Ted gets called to talk on Sky, he always goes, Sir Lewis. Always. Ted. In Ted we trust. In Ted we trust. Which also I thought about with the with the interviews that were coming out from yesterday. Yeah. When Ted interviewed Lewis about his Jimmy Kimmel interview, it was like, J- they were really emphasizing that sir. And Lewis was like, yeah, well, you as a Brit should be calling me Sir Lewis. And Ted is like, well, I do. He's like, bro, (laughs) who do you think you're talking to? Excuse me. (laughs) I also love how he always brings up RBW. Like, whenever he has a moment Mm -hmm. to, he will bring it up. He keeps it alive. No, there's a TikTok I sent you guys ages ago about Ted. (laughs) I think I remember (laughs) how he, how he, like, whenever Max pops up, he's like, hmm. I love him. The sport is better for him. If we get back to the race, we had the battle of the damaged front wings, as Crofty said, between George and Checo. Pierre then serves his penalty on lap 33, but he actually didn't serve it entirely, so he got another penalty. Max was still having issues with the wind while Lewis was holding on to a two-second gap with him. And then Max was complaining about strat changes and how it was affecting his drivability. Then we get the second round of pit stops starting there. Lewis pits, it's totally fine. We get Yuki and Mick pitting, Lando pitting, and then, and then, <laughs> a stroke of joy. I prayed for that downfall. I, I prayed for it. My my father literally texted me, literally in 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 his in his Cyrillic, texted me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. When it happened, so, I like gripped my friend and I was like, it's happening! It's happening! Finally! And she would say, oh, so, does it just happen all the time? I'm like, not to Red no, Bull. Not to, not Red to Bull. Max. No. no. This is Red Bull and their notoriously good pit stops. This I, hate I hate them for it. I hate them for it. Same. I can't be rude about it because it's just such a skill. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I pray for their downfall. And it's like, it happened. <laughs> and it was so beautiful as the time yeah. went up on the corner. I was like, we're going to win It was so satisfying. We're going to win It was so satisfying to watch. It was so satisfying. It was beautiful. But, you know, as as much as F1 gives... Mm-hmm. If one also takes, you know that meme from Lance Stroll, Stroll which is like, um, sport, so, "Don't love you back." I love it. But I'll get I'll get to what 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 was taken from us a little bit later, because as Max was having his eleven point one second pit stop, Charles pitted directly behind him, did his pit stop, and came out ahead. Of it was him. so sexy. It was like you had to be there. It was you had like to be there. picturesque. Yep, it was gorgeous. So Max was very sarcastic and sassy on the radio afterwards. I don't know if you heard the exact message. Um, I can't remember what he said. It was him going beautiful, absolutely fucking beautiful. Really? Yeah. Max comes out behind Charles and behind George and Checo because George and Checo had him pitted at that point. George then pits afterwards. And then Checo pits a little bit later. We get a black and white flag for Guan Yu. Then we have Charles and Max racing each other. 
And we finally see Charles's little demon side come out again <laughs> as he pulls a switcheroo on him. <laughs> it was very satisfying to watch. I missed watching Charles actually race people. Yes, yeah, him. He's such a good um, racer. Like he's remember really at the very start where he like schooled Max in like one of the very early races, and Max kept going for the same move, mm-hmm. and Charles was like, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's amazing!" Like people, were, like, was, I think that was race one. I think that was Bahrain. I'm pretty sure it was Bahrain, and, and I'm feeling like, "Oh my god, he he's amazing." Yeah, and I feel like people have lost that. Yeah, back to racing. As those guys are figuring their shit out for the first time, and God knows how long. Stop Sebastian it. Vettel Stop it. was leading a race. Stop it. It was too much and in that race. It was too much. And, 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 on top of that, he finally hit 3,500 laps led. Really? I didn't see yep. that. Oh, okay. So, he is no longer sitting on retirement with 3,499 3, laps led. It is 3,500. But isn't he still got the 299 race thing or something like that? Yeah, he has 299. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> he, will, he will finish his career having raced 299 Stop races. Stop it. That drives me nuts. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. But yeah, Seb led the race for a little while, which was so much fun to watch. Lewis then passes Seb again on lap 40, um, uh, on lap 41, actually. Um, and Crofty brought up a fun, fun little stat. Back in 2012, also in Austin, the first race that they ever did in Austin, Lewis passed Seb for the lead on lap 42. Really? Yeah. Oh, History repeats itself. How do they get these stats so fast? It's so I, I th- from what I understand, Crofty has like a book. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. <laughs> he has like a, a fat stack and he can't get yeah. through it. Yeah. Yeah. We get more weird investigations. Magnuson was getting investigated for ignoring yellows. That nothing ever came of that. And then this is where F1 gives and F1 takes. Stop it. Where Seth I'm comes in for depressed. his. He's he comes in funny. for his. <laughs> he comes in for his, <laughs> his pit stop and he goes from P3. To P13 as a result of a 16.8 second pit stop. Can I just say that he was still really happy after the race? Yes. So we're okay. We moved. We are okay because he did fight and got back into the point. Mm. So he's happy. That one was good. Yep. We get Latifi and Mick under investigation for an incident. Latifi gets a five second penalty. And this is when Max's little hunt for Lewis Don't call starts. it a hunt. Don't call it a hunt. Little hunt. Diminutive no. hunt. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. It's hammer time. Let's just think about the positives, okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a bunch of chases and battles going on through the field. Battle starts coming back up. Alonso's mirror falls off on lap 49. He gets past Magnus and Lando, but Lando passes him again later on. Max catches up to Lewis on lap 50, and then Lewis starts reporting <laughs> on Max going off track. I was like, Lewis, me too, bestie. Me too. I could just imagine him with a little notebook in the car and just like... Little binoculars. (laughs) I see you. Because he was going so fast by that point. (laughs) Both of them get black and white flags after after Max passes Lewis. They both get black and white flags for track limits. Pain. Pain. Both naughty. Bad, bad children. Seb gets back up to P9 by lap 52. George, in the meantime, was like, you know what? I have enough time behind me to get softs and go for a fastest lap. And 
that was essentially where the race ended, and we got Tim Cook's awful flag waving. That was pathetic. Like, that was actually terrible. That was terrible. It was very sad. He should follow Will Smith's instructions and Will Smith's yeah. tutoring, 100%. tutoring that he provided to Lewis many years ago. Hundred <laughs> percent. And right at the end, we get a Vettel versus Magnuson. Oh yeah, battle. Yeah, to- and Mick gets smacked with a five second penalty. No, we do that. Not good. Vettel, not good. We don't like it. Yeah. So, race ends. We have Max P one. Lewis P2 and Charles P3. We finally, Charles has been on the podium for the past five races. Podium was holier than usual. Yeah, yeah. It was a good podium. Checo was P4, George was P5, Lando P6, Alonso P7, Sebastian P8, Magnuson P9, Yuki P10, Ocon P11. And then also, this is this is with the penalties that were given post-race because Pierre had a penalty for skipping his penalty. Guanyu P12, Alex P13, Pierre all the way down in P14, Mick P15, Danny P16, and Latifi P17. And Sebastian was voted driver of the day. There's three big things to talk about here. First of all, Haas's protests. Immediately after the race, Haas protested both Checo and Alonso. However, their protests were lodged about half an hour too late. There's like a two hour window after the race in which they can lodge a protest, and they lodged it. 24 minutes after that time had elapsed, which initially the FIA had looked at and been like, it wasn't possible for them to have lodged their protest within those two hours. So we will accept the protest and we will take a look at it and actually assess it. They assessed the protest. They ruled that Haas were correct and gave Alonso a 30 second time penalty post race. It's a steep one. So it's an essentially a combination of two things. It's a combination of a 10 second penalty, which would have been handed for not obey not having a black and orange flag and the 20 seconds that would have cost him to go through the pit lane and actually okay. serve that penalty so they ran they ran and they were like you know 30 seconds nice um the checo protest didn't go anywhere so okay. checo didn't get penalized but yeah alonso gets penalized and alpine immediately are like the fuck and start looking at the whole process that haas went through and noped that their protest was lodged too late. So they put in a protest of their own and protested Haas's so protest. stupid. Yeah. yeah. However, now that that hearing happened yesterday, we actually know the result of Alpine's protest against Haas's successful. protest. It was successful. And they rescinded Alonso's penalty and Alonso has been reinstated to P7. Didn't bring me joy. It, it, no. All it told me was that they can overturn a result when they want to. Yep. Dumb. Exactly. Dumb. It does not spark joy. Which yes, driver was in 10th and then went to 11th? Ocon. Esty bestie. Esty bestie. <laughs> so <laughs> Alpine, Alpine did score themselves more points, but at the yeah, cost of their own I, driver. What cost? <laughs> I, I'm most heartbroken about the fact that it cost Seb extra points. Yeah, they can. I, I, I don't agree with it. It's so stupid. But what the FIA essentially admitted was that Haas's protest was correct, but it was just lodged too late. That's so dumb. That's yep. so dumb. However, there there is there's a good reason for there being a certain time. Yeah. Lodge those Maybe it should just be I don't know. Twenty four minutes though. Well uh, rules are it rules. Is what it is. Oh, rules um, are rules now though. Yeah. Rules now are they rules are. when they want them to be. In Brazil, rules were rules. Abu Dhabi yeah. rules were not rules. Rules were not rules. Rules were not rules. Rules 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 out the window. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, and another case of rules are not rules. <laughs> um, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> uh, the cost cap. Bro, I can't even talk about the cost cap. Like, honestly, what can I even say? They get a fine. That's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. No, but the thing that pisses me off the most is that Red Bull were like, oh yeah, we're in mourning, we're sad, we cannot hear the cost cap results. And literally Sunday evening, they were going around, rubbing in everyone's faces, we like it back on top. And I'm like, literally. The cowboy hats and stuff. The like, cowboy hats. Give me a fucking break. The okay. t-shirts. Did you see some of the clips from the like partying that happened? Like it the was... world champ. I literally, I turned off, I was like, no. Yeah. Anyways, Mental health I, matters. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, had, I had no time or patience to devote no, to that. But no. they 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 celebrated. They had a good time for winning the constructors. I the, the rubbing it in everyone's faces was a little much. Um, the little, <laughs> yeah. the back the back on top thing is what gets me. Like I, it sounds it's so it's so cringy. It's cringe. Like you know when like it's like when someone cheats at school when you were little, and it's like we all know. We know she knows. Like we all know. Yeah, we know. It's cringe. It's it's not it's not tasteful. I would do it very... Also, I'm surprised that, like, Max took the win from Lewis. Because, honestly, if it were me, I would not be showcasing the fact that I could have an 11-second pit stop and still win the race. Like, there's something they're not being fishy. Like about it. They're so fishy. They're so... Maybe they're not lying then. I don't know. But, um... So, they, they, they won their Constructors' Championship. And they celebrated, despite being in mourning. I'm sorry, but the World Championship t-shirts were gross. They they give they give Rossik vibes. It's giving Rossik. That's what I was looking for. I was like, no, I would never ever want to wear that over my dead body. Like, See, but no. at least Rossik has like there is an element to, of humor to it. Everyone's like, haha, funny joke. I the Mercedes blue ones will always be my favorite. The blue apparently, um, apparently, apparently, it's not actually blue. There is a name for that color. There is a literal name. The name is Patronus Green. Right, you sent me that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the Patronus Green t-shirts. Yeah. They're paying. (laughs) I love those. Yeah, they're they're nice. So, Red Bull celebrated. And then, a few days later, they... It was on Wednesday? So, two days ago, I think, that Red Bull had signed a document where they acknowledged their breach... Of the cost cap. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And this is after what the FIA called negotiations with Red Bull regarding their rule breaking. I'm sorry. Since when are we negotiating? Like, my friend asked me. She was like, oh, so did they go over the cost cap? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay, so like, why are they still allowed to race? And I was like, you know, you know what? I don't know. (laughs) It's like when you're like a new fan trying to get into the sport, it's actually so bad. Like Mm. a lot of the stuff is just makes absolutely no sense when you're trying to explain it to someone. It's just like, yeah, it's just how it is. It's like, why? Yeah. Yeah. There's no consistency to it. No, that's that's the thing. And if you're trying to learn the rules of the sport, then it's like, it's pointless. I'm just like, oh, they went over the cost cap. It's being investigated. But there's a cost cap. <laughs> cap. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's a cap. And while the rules do, the, like the regulations say that one of the potential penalties for a cost cap violation is like their sporting or there's financial penalties. I don't think financial penalties should be in the equation at all. What's the point of penalizing a team that's already overspent money? 
don't know why I had expectations though. That's what's so sad. Like it's the hope yeah. that kills. Like I actually thought something good was gonna come out of it, but no. I think honestly, like taking away his championship for last year for a minor class cap breach would have was would have been much. But I just wanted it to be like stamped down, you know? I was more so expecting like taking away world championship points from this year. Cause they could take away they could take away so many points and not actually damage Max's championship. But it would still be enough of a statement, you know? You're so right. And and it would have been it would have added spice to the championship. Isn't it all about the spectacle? I didn't even think about that. About how you could take it from this year, make the championship interesting, and also nobody would ever do it again. Exactly. The official penalty, Sky reported on this earlier today. They are getting a seven million dollar fine, which is for some reason not a reduction in the budget cap. So they can still spend the same amount of money in the budget this year. They just pay seven million on top of that, which they essentially already did last year. Speechless. No words. Um, but the big one, bigger penalty that people are talking about is that they are having a reduced amount of time in the wind tunnel. That I'm happy with. It's a li- It's not as much as I would like. I didn't know what they reduced. So all the wind tunnel stuff, each team gets a certain number of runs depending on where they end up in the constructors. With Red Bull having won the constructors, they would already get the least amount of time in the wind tunnel. They were initially as... As constructors champions, they are allotted, I think, 20, 28 runs. Yeah, 28 runs in the wind tunnel. This is a reduction of 10%. Ted was talking about potential 25 reduction, um, which I think would have been more... I thought it was 25, to be honest, when I said it. No, it's 10%. So they're going from 28 runs to 25 runs. Are you joking? Yeah, unfortunately not. Otherwise, it would have gone down, they would have done... They would have done 20 or 21 runs. Even that, I'm not happy with. <laughs> but, like, you know. Uh, the next team who finishes in the Constructors, so second place, would have 30 runs. But isn't it better for Mercedes to finish P3 then? Both yes and no. If they finish P3, they do get more wind tunnel time. But they also get reduced amount of money from, like, the winner's circle and stuff like that. They get real less money. However, Mercedes already have enough money That's what to- I'm thinking. Fill the budget cap without necessarily needing that. And they can go over it now and just pay seven million. So it's all good. <laughs> exactly, but all good. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting a rocket ship next year, Mercedes. Oh, I'm expecting a fucking <laughs> tank. The fastest tank I, ever. Listen, Total Wolf openly being like, oh yeah, if they only get like a small financial penalty and basically nothing else, I will be going over the cost cap next year. As you should, bestie. As, As you should. Speak your truth. As you should. Yeah, spe- absolutely speak your truth. Pay that out of your own pocket. He said he was going to pay the fines out of his own pocket. He's like, I can do that. Exactly. Seven million. I know this is terrible to say, but in F1 terms, it's not like it's nothing. terrible for them. However, however, actually, in F1 terms, it really depends on which F1 team you're talking about. That's true. If we're talking F1 terms, like Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, yeah, it's nothing. If we're talking Alfa Romeo and Haas, yeah, it would destroy Alfa Romeo's them. entire r&d for last year was seven million dollars Jeez, that was their entire r&d red bull casually breached the cost cap by half of alfa romeo's r&d i expect nothing but you still managed to disappoint me <laughs> there's that i'm unsatisfied with it but did we expect much we're going to move on i think no and the last thing i want to talk about to finish this all on a brighter note uh was lewis's interview with jimmy kimmel we love, we love, we love. It was a great interview. Did you see the bit where he was like, are you the best ever? 
like F one dressed. Wait, no. Are you the best dressed F one driver? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, obviously. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he he does not shy away from that category at all. He was like, I definitely am. It was so weird because I didn't realize it was happening, and then he sent me all those clips, and I was like, I haven't seen this outfit before. Like, this is weird. And I went onto Twitter, and I was like, oh my god, he did an interview. Watched the whole thing. It was so good. It was. It's a great interview. It's about nine minutes for anyone who wants to watch it. No, no, definitely worth the watch. Definitely. Because Jimmy also asked him about Top Gun quite a bit, which I thought was highly entertaining. It was cute. It was very cute. I love how much he wanted to be in the movie. Yeah, I loved it. It was just wholesome, right? It was just really good. Lewis actually did something that's super unusual for guests of the show. We talk about Lewis in fashion quite a bit. And, you know, he was, he's the self-proclaimed king, fashion king of the paddock now. Uh, he's taken on that mantle. <laughs> he raises to it. Yeah, but uh, he did something that even a lot of male celebrities that do these late night talk shows talk shows don't do, which is wear two different outfits in one night. Oh, because that stretch of like studio lot between where the celebrities actually come in and where they go to the theater to do their interviews, it's essentially a runway. And that is, there's a lot of potential ad time for brands that dress celebrities in that single stretch of lot because there's so many photographers. So Lewis actually showed up to the lot wearing one thing, wore a different thing on the show and left wearing that second outfit. He's crazy. That's super unusual. Um, I love him. And pioneer fashion forward of him. Yeah. I bet everyone will start doing it now. Honestly, but no, my favorite part of the interview was definitely when Jimmy asked him about his goat status. I was about to say that, yeah, hundred percent. I I have nothing more to say. I have nothing. He said more it to all say. for us. <laughs> I will refer anyone who asked me about Lewis's goat status to, to that the interview. Video. Yeah, that's it. Link. Hyperlink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just like tattoo a QR code. <laughs> Here you go. I love that. I love that. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We will wrap up here because FP one's happening in a little bit, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run. Um, but we hope you enjoyed listening to this one. Lots to talk about. It was really fun. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a fun one. Good one. Um, Coda in general is just a good weekend. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, there's more stuff to talk about, I think, but we can talk about it with Mexico because it's 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 a double header. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed this one. If you want to contact us, all of our links are below the description of this episode. We also have an email. You can send us emails there. Um, but yeah, we're everywhere you can think of, essentially. Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. Yeah, reach out to us there. And we'll catch you in the next one. Don't forget to follow to see our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.